What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and today I'm here with first-time guest on the show, comedian and podcaster John Alcabez. It was cool to have John on the show. We've talked a few times uh, at other shows, and he got to headline my show in Salinas, so it was just good to sit down and, and, and talk to him, get to, a little bit, get to know a little bit more about how he got his start in comedy. Uh, we also talk about his podcast, the Smite Me podcast, that he co-hosts with his co-host Josh and Ayani, and it's... It's a uh, a podcast about all things. Uh, I think they he said that it was initially they started off with reading the Torah, and then now it's kind of more just stuff involving like uh, Judaism and, and Jewish culture and stuff. So if that's something that you're into or something that you want to learn more about, go check that podcast out. It's pretty cool. And also go follow John on Instagram at John Alcabez. He has some great clips on his Instagram. Uh, and also uh, go follow him on Twitter as well. And if you could do me a favor and follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Hit the link in the bio. I do have all the different platforms I think that the podcast is available on. It looks like most people are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you are listening there, please make sure that you go rate the podcast there and leave a review. I appreciate everybody that's done that so far and everybody that's you know dropped a review in there. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode with John. I wanted to ask you, basically, I guess we could start it from... I, you, uh, did you start in Santa Cruz? Is that where you, like, started? Yeah, I started at, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, sorry. <coughs> um, yeah, I was 19, I was at. <coughs> no, you're good, dude. <laughs> it's like that sometimes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I. When I started doing comedy, I was 19. I was a freshman at UC Santa Cruz. Okay. And I was, like, taking the bus downtown, going to mics and stuff. So that's, like... Because I, I noticed, like, when you were around the other night at the Mountain Brew, like, you and Sam are, like, pretty uh, pretty good friends. So Yeah, and I've known Sam for a long time. We lived together at one point. And so when did you, like... Uh, did you just move to the, the Bay to, like, do more comedy? Or was it, like... Kinda, yeah. I mean, I I had been, like, I kind of started comedy in Santa Cruz, but I also sort of started in the Bay, because, like, the summer after, basically I started for February, like, during my freshman okay. year, and then the following summer it was when I really started going to a lot of mics, but I was living with my parents in Palo Alto at the time, so I was, like, driving up to, to San Francisco, um, so I was kind of familiar with that scene, and then... Is that like when the bra- the brainwash yeah. is still around? Where you like, would you get a good? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I've heard so many like I I've heard so many stories about that place like from other people on this on the podcast. It's like it feels like a lost like relic of the of the scene. Yeah, dude. There's the funny thing though is there was shit like that from like when I started where like it like shut down like just as I was starting, and people were like, "Those were the fucking days." Mm-hmm. Man. I was like, "Yeah, I, I wouldn't know." <laughs> yeah, it's like now we talk about like the poet and the patriot in Santa Cruz is kind of like that's like. A, a thing like that you know it's like one of those yeah. things that used to exist i also currently live it um like 
like a couple blocks away from where the brainwash used to be, and so that's it's always weird passing it. So they didn't even fucking like it's just weird. They didn't replace it with anything. I don't. It's like pretty pretty much empty inside. Oh really? It's just like a. It's just like a shell of what it was. Yeah, it's like really fucking depressing. Damn. Yeah, that's that is. Yeah, it would be. It, I don't feel like it would be as bad if it was like a Starbucks or something. You'd be like. Oh, okay. I mean, Starbucks would be rough, but yeah. yeah I just <laughs> emptiness is just—it's like, damn. <laughs> like you guys could, like somebody should just go put chairs in there and like. Yeah, I mean, they could just like. Can, it's just funny because it's like someone has the key. Like, can we just have it? <laughs> like, <laughs> can we just go in there. Like, yeah. On, just let us go in there. It wouldn't be the same. They wouldn't have like the wings and the like overpriced burgers. And beer. I'm explaining how businesses work. <laughs> they shut down, so now it wouldn't. Uh, the experience wouldn't wouldn't quite be matched because. Just be like. It would just be us like squatting in a <laughs> abandoned warehouse. That would be interesting, like sheetrocked walls, like it was just open framed, like just doing stand up, like uh, like construction lights in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I feel like because I feel like it's very hit now to be like perform in venues that are like not quite finished or like it's a little but then at what point do you draw the line because like during the early on in the pandemic it might have been like i felt like it could have you could have spaced it out in there maybe it could have been like a like one of those i don't know like a part like out like a kind of like a park show but just in a like some (laughs) like abandoned building i don't know like (laughs) yeah like uh i saw a couple of shows i think i can I think it was on the East Coast, like when early on and when like a lot of Zoom shows was going on, it was like just, um, it felt like a, like they used like a like baseball like like soccer. It's like that here too, you know. Like they 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 have just like the bleachers outdoors. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of funny how like, I mean, I guess it's especially like that since the pandemic that like the places where all comedy shows are, are also like the places teenagers go to smoke. <laughs> just kind of like off the beaten path, like trying not to bother anybody too much, not to make too big of a, of a stir. Yeah. I mean, in Santa Cruz, we were doing a second story of the parking garage. Like, oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> that's like the epitome of like a weed smoking spot. <laughs> yeah. Parking garages, parks yeah and i mean sidewalks yeah i mean if, if we get like if you're a kid smoking weed it's awesome because then you get free comedy out of the like you just show up with oh, your yeah. homies and they're like wait what what's going on like <laughs> these guys are pretty funny that would be yeah that would be uh that'd be interesting stories to have like that's like something that i'm sure they have now that they'll like you know tell their friends about as they get older like what people who were like teenagers during the pandemic yeah just like having like i feel like a lot of like the perspective of being young during this is probably interesting i don't know like i was talking to i think angel castro about it because he's like a sub teacher and he was just like i was like yeah it makes sense like you're like you're in like around a lot of people as a kid and then that separation probably did something or has like a different like they have just have a different outlook or experience now, I think, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, little kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, little kids, it's just, like, a whole different thing for them. They're just, like, not used to seeing faces. Mm-hmm. And then older kids, like, teenagers are 
kind of used to their, I mean, they're, they, most of their life wasn't the pandemic, but they still like the part of their life that is the pandemic is the part where they're supposed to like have more freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, just like go and be able to explore around with friends or something like in the, I imagine now that things are kind of returning. It's like an extra need to do that or want to do that. Um, I, I even like, I go to, I try to go out and like hang out like on the weekends and stuff, just cause it's nice to be able to be around, you know, even if it's not like going and doing shows, just like going out in downtown with friends and stuff. It's fun to, it's fun to just be around people again. Like it's, I, uh, I find myself just like talking to random strangers more trying to put myself out there a little more, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Teenagers are like, it's just like, I was just thinking about how, like, if you're a teenager, like, I mean, I guess now everyone is kind of like, put, not, not that no one wears masks, but like masks as like a culture war debate. It's not kind of as much of a thing anymore. Like people being like really anti-mask or whatever, mm-hmm. but like in the very beginning when it was that, I feel like I don't blame any ki- any teenager that was just like, yeah, fuck masks, fuck COVID, this shit's bullshit. Like, that's 100% how I would have responded, I think, if I was a teenager. Yeah, and the way that they framed, the way they frame it, too, is where it's like, yeah, like, kids and stuff were like, at least in early on, it seemed like kids were the ones that weren't going to be, weren't going to be affected by it. It was more, you know, I remember that being the narrative, right? Like, older people or, like, uh, people with pre-existing were going to be the ones affected. Like, kids were kind of like, so, I, yeah, they probably like, what the hell? It doesn't even matter to us, you know, if they hear that. Like, why do I have to care about this? And, and, right. and like, also being a kid, too. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be rough. I mean, I have a little sister that's, like, seven years, turning seven this year. And, like, she did her first couple of years of school, like, on, like, a tablet. I'm like, that's interesting, you know, like, having to. Yeah. <laughs> did she like it? I think it, like, yeah. Was, was it I think she did really well with it. I think that because it was all she knew, like she hadn't done school before. So, right. you know, she, that was all her experience. And then I think it seems like she's doing well now going to school, like, um, and integrating with the kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people were like worried about like, Oh, like zoom school is not real. Like kids need to be around other kids and socialize. It's not natural for them to go to school on zoom. And like, that's true to an extent. Like kids definitely do need to be around other kids, but like, I don't know if doing class on Zoom is any less natural than, like, asking a child to sit behind a desk for, like, basically a full work day and, like, do... Yeah. <laughs> just constantly be, like, churning out fucking work and using their brain. I mean, again, they sh- kids should be using their brain, but, like, the way... The way we have kids going to school is already so fucked up and insane that, like, adding Zoom to the equation... Yeah. I guess in some ways it highlighted how insane it was because now instead, like, they're literally just in front of a screen for a full day instead of just being, like, Mm -hmm. in front of a teacher who's just, like, fucking streamlining information. Like, go, 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 go. Yeah. As much as possible. Well, and it might be helpful to some kids, I think, that don't do well in those environments. Maybe they, if it's, like, something that they feel like they're a little more removed and they can kind of go at their own pace i don't i always felt like i was somebody that if i could go at my own pace and like i hated like group projects and stuff you know it was like i always wanted to just like do it 
myself and get it done and like if it was was it because the other kids were too slow or too fast it was it was kind of the a too a too slow thing like it was like i just in a group project i always felt like i was the one that was kind of like driving the like the 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 you know to the finish line and there was sometimes definitely where that wasn't the case but like yeah it was when I would have people in that group, it would be like, oh, man, I wish I could just do all this. And they had like, they're not doing anything, you know? And it's like, it's. It... <laughs> did it piss you off that they got credit or did you just, <laughs> I was it that kind of thing? Were you like a scornful child? I think, yeah, definitely. I would get pissed. Like if I, yeah, if we got a good grade and they were like celebrated, I'd be like, dude, you fucking sat there. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, about. Were you, did you feel that way at all? Like, were you, <laughs> or were you um, kind of like, I don't really care. I mean, I, I kind of hated school. I wasn't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I was at group projects. I guess some I, I never put the whole team on my back. I just didn't care enough to. If if yeah, yeah. if the other kids didn't care about the project, I would be like relieved that they weren't going to have high expectations. Oh, okay. So you're like if the if the but, ship is sinking, you're just going to like Oh yeah, best case You're just going to ride it you're riding it down. You're like you're going to grab the wheel just we're going in, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um I wanted to bring up too. I noticed that you also have a podcast as well. Uh, and you ho- and you host it uh, uh, with a few other people. I was curious about I like I'm I uh, I was just kind of briefly looking at it today because I was you know kind of preparing for this. But like, how did you guys like how did that come to be? How did it come to exist? So okay, so the podcast um, I'll plug it right now. It's called Smite Me Colon a Torah Podcast with Josh Ioni and John. Um, and I do it with my buddies, um, Josh and Ayani, who I went to Jewish summer camp with. Okay. And the original premise of the show was we were just going to read the whole Torah from the start, just chapter by chapter, discuss it each time. And we did that. We're still doing that. We started with Genesis, and we are like almost all the way through now. Okay. Um, but we all at a, at a certain point, the, the, the Torah gets really fucking repetitive and boring. So we still want to cover it, but we're also like working in other topics here and there, just like random Jewish shit from like pop culture and academia. Oh, gotcha. Like we watch movies. We did a we watched what's it called? We watched "You Don't Mess with the Zohan," um, the Adam Sandler yeah. movie, where he's like an IDF agent, IDF soldier turned hairstylist, yeah. and it's just the, the politics of that movie are insane. You just kind of dive in. <laughs> yeah, that um, movie is pretty. That movie's pretty, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, fuck, what's her name? Mariah Carey's in it. Is she like one of the? Does she come get her hair done or something? I can't. I can't. No, she's like Mariah Carey. She like fully plays oh, Mariah okay. Carey. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we watched that. We cover. Um. I don't know. We just did an episode on like this place called like the Jewish autonomous oblast, which is like this, um, Jewish, like this little like part section of Russia that was like designated to be a Jewish homeland, like an alternative to Israel. And then it never really panned out. Oh, okay. Um, tomorrow we're recording an episode about Jews for Jesus that I'm very excited about. Um, I've done quite a bit of research and, how much do you know about Jews for Jesus? Uh, not a, basically nothing, actually. Like I, 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 
was going to say this seems like a good podcast to if you don't know a whole lot about Judaism to like to explore and learn about. Yeah, start with yeah. us. We're the <laughs> I'm more than happy to invite people to just learn everything they know about Judaism from three of us <laughs> on our podcast. Yeah, Jews for Jesus is just exactly what it sounds like. It's just people who are they're like we're Jewish and we believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior and we just it's yeah, it's funny. They're not really hurting anyone, but they're being real weird. Does <laughs> the community just kind of look at them like, "What are you? What are you guys? What are you guys doing?" Yeah, a lot of Jews are like, "No, you're not Jews," and they're just like, "Yeah, we are. We're Jews for Jesus. We're Jews and we love Jesus." It's so funny. They rule, and there's not like that's the thing is there's not that much more to it than that like. Like, I've read a bunch of profiles from people who are into it, and they're basically just like, yeah, like, I uh, I feel strongly connected to my Jewish identity, and I also believe that um, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And it, it's like, just like that every time. <laughs> that is interesting. Uh... But it's also like, you watch, there's like videos on their website, and it's like... Like test. I don't know. It's just like people, people giving testimonies. I was going to say, is it like a testimonial? Like, just like... Kind of. It's like this really this really Jewish looking and sounding lady from like New York or something, just being like, you know, I love Jesus. And it's like, I'm not going to tell you you're not Jewish. Like you're clearly Jewish. It's like that. It's like that dude. That's uh, I forget his name, but he's just dancing and singing. He's like, Jesus Christ. It's like that. Have you seen that guy? <laughs> no, who's oh, that? man. I don't know his name, but he, he just like, will like dance to music and sing about Jesus. And he wears okay. like, uh, he wears like 49er stuff sometimes. I have nice. to find this. Is he someone from the internet or from real life? Uh, I mean, presumably both, but where do you know him from? I know him from the internet. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ Mike. His name, his name is Jesus Christ Mike. Well, I found this video of him. I'm going to have to send it, share this with you. Do you want to share screen? Show yeah. It? Here, hold on. Let me skip to this ad. <laughs> This guy's awesome, though. I saw him on an airplane in the video that I originally saw. Yeah. <laughs> he goes by Jesus Christ, That's Mike. Mike Servin. Uh, okay. Let me... Hold on. Let me pull up uh, Zoom again. Servin like he's serving the Lord? Yeah, so... Can you see this? Um, yes. <laughs> can't hear it um let me see okay so for to, to paint a picture for the listener i'm seeing a uh, a man with a tattoo under his eye and then like a red crew neck that says jesus in white letters as if as if it were a college yes and he he'll like uh, let me see so he's a pastor. Is he a rapping pastor? I think so, yes. And he like sings about okay. this is just what I was thinking of when you're okay, let me this is what I was thinking of when you brought this up just now. I was like, this is the guy. Like if Jews for Jesus can get this guy on their side, I think that they have like a fighting chance at you know, at being I don't know. He's just he's so exciting. Like he uh, I get excited for Jesus just watching him, man. I don't know. Well, that's the thing with Jews for Jesus too. Is like, well, I don't know what their end game is. What are they... <laughs> yeah, it's like are they trying to? 
That is funny to think about. Like, what? What's the? What are? They just want every Jew to love Jesus Christ. <laughs> I guess their end game is Jesus coming back, right? Like any Jew, Jesus person, they want Jesus to come back, but they also just—they're just stoked on. I don't know. It's. I don't. It is weird. It's weird because, like, yeah. <laughs> It's, I feel like I feel about Jews for Jesus how, like, old people feel about, like, gender identity and shit. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a similar, a similar uh, like, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, man, do what you gotta do, I guess. I Yeah, I guess yeah. at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> uh, I, I also wanted to bring up uh, this thing. I, re- I saw this post today. Uh, D. Snyder. You know D. Snyder is Twisted Sister? Okay, so I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, there was this guy, okay, so there's this guy, Jared Sessler, who's like a Republican Congress, I think he's like for Congress member, like for Washington, from Washington State, so. Oh, was it, this one of those things where he was playing, we're not going to take yes. it? Yes, did you see that? Yeah, no, I just, uh, I put the pieces together, but I mean, I'm familiar with this type of story. Oh, yeah. What, did he say we don't want to? No, so the guy like, is like saying how. Uh, bummed to learn that D. Snyder, the man with the perfect song written decades ago about the attack on traditional conservative American values, is riding the train in the wrong direction. How could it be saying for... Wait, this is the congressman? Yes. <laughs> so in the congressman's head, what's his name? Uh, Jared Sessler, I think. Jared Sessler. Where's he from? Washington State, which is, I mean... Okay. That's where I'm from, so, so it's just head, embarrassing, but... He heard we're not going to take it, and he was like... This is about like property tax for sure. This is about family. This is about traditional American values. Wait, I'm sorry. I kind of cut you off. So is this who came after him? No. So th- he tweeted this, and then D. Snyder saw it and then retweeted. It was like, "You think I wrote a song in support of traditional American values? Like, what the fuck?" Wait. So what? What was the inciting incident though? Was it that D. Snyder didn't want see that's Jared Sessler that's, to play his songs at a rally? Because that's usually what it is. I think. Right? That's the part that I don't didn't find. Like I I was like trying to look it up and it was it wasn't giving me anything. It was just it was just giving me the retweet of like it, I mean in general Oh, he per- very... oh, he performed an acoustic version of we're not going to take it at a concert for Ukraine. And Oh, it was about some Ukraine shit? Yeah. And Weird. then okay. like this guy freaks out, but it's funny that the to me it's funny that the Jared Slusser thought that we're not going to take it is about like American values. I mean, it's just so funny for anyone of any political persuasion to like assign their values to a song. Like that's, that's the like, song he's. We're just gonna like... rock and roll and have a good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's weird to decide. <laughs> it's just, it's just so funny of like all of all the bands too to have like to just be like they're about values of you know it's like the, the twisted sisters just like right it's almost yeah it's like <laughs> it's like jared sessler is getting really defensive and being like listen i know all you liberal kids just want to hang out and drink your white claws and listen to twisted sister <laughs> like that's his that's his finger on the pulse of of culture he's like defensive <sighs> against twisted sister it's like people that listen to that people listen to that one guy right now i keep seeing him on the internet he's like he's like this white dude with like cornrows and tattoos all over and he, to jack harlow no he rhyme he raps about 
he just it's so like i think his name is like tom mcdonald or something do you know who this guy is <laughs> no, I don't. Man, I don't know the rapper named Tom McDonald. I th- is he like a conservative? Rapper I think so. Things? Yeah, I found. I was like, he's Canadian, but he like a lot of his songs. Like he has a song called "Fake Woke." He has a song called "Snowflakes." He has a song called "Straight White Male." It's like really interesting. Oh god! Yeah, I mean, at the certain, it's all for like shock like, value, I think. But then you go to the con- like, I was, I found a video and I got in this. I was like stoned. I was like, what is this, dude? And I started going through the comments, and all the comments are like, man, this guy just tells it how it is, man. He just really, he's just really speaking. People don't get him, dude. It's like deep in the lyrics. They got it. And I'm sitting here going, holy shit. Like, I get, like, sometimes when I get high, I get so paranoid because I start seeing people that I'm like, dude, they, like, this is their, they listen to these lyrics, and I'm like, dude, this is it. This is what he's, this is what fucking life is about. And you're like, holy shit oh yeah like holy shit youtube comments sometimes i could just get lost like i'll just like i mean yeah i just think it's unfortunate that we live in a country where your only choices are to be on the right and listen to tom mcdonald or be on the left and listen to twisted (laughs) (laughs) that's how you have to identify yourself uh i don't know what if i i don't know yeah i I, it's uh, i just the the Tom McDonald stuff I thought was funny because I had never heard of the guy and then to know that he's been doing this for a while and there's just this whole you realize just how much you don't see and how much like everybody else he's, I mean he's a conservative white rapper from Canada yeah yes, I think that, so yeah that's just there's a lot going on yes but then there's like I think we, we usually assume someone can only have like two out of three of those identities I think that our our little like liberal American brains can't take the fact that someone could be conservative and Canadian, and Canadian and and a rapper and a rapper. I think that's, that's the combination that really, <laughs> yeah, that really gets to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, it was just, it was a funny wormhole to go down. Um, and it was kind of, of YouTube comments. Yes. And then just also, I think I found him through, it was like a related video, uh, on like another rap video that I was watching, you know, and then I just was like, I get, you ever do that? You ever just get like, you ever get lost in like a... Kind of, my YouTube coddles me though, and the only like recommended videos are videos it knows I like, like just like songs, music videos for songs I listen to a lot. And I like it, I like, I like it when they give me my little treats, but it's also like, I wish you would mm. challenge Well, me I guess too. I do click on a lot of stuff that like I wouldn't, I, I'm more of like, in, I'm more of like curious as to what it is like the, in this case it's not something that I would I don't listen to this guy I you know but I'll, yeah. I clicked through so much of it because I was like what is this I was just like I didn't like is this is re-? I thought it was a bit kind of at first and one of them because right. it was so to me it was just so crazy left field but it sort of is a bit like he's totally, like yeah. I don't know it's weird he's like put he's like it's a bit in the same way that like Barney is a bit like yeah. it's like you're just doing something for pandering kind of like, yeah you're just yeah. pandering like country music's a bit basically <laughs> some of it is some of it totally is <laughs> like talking about bud light like four times in a song i don't know i think that's there's yeah. that, that's well yeah bo burnham has that great the, song about how have you heard that song which one bo burnham has the song called oh like, yes yeah Pandora. Yeah. it's about like how country music is mm-hmm. yeah it's a great one you should check it out yeah yeah um, bo, bo's awesome dude uh I remember 
remember being like in junior high or something and listening to his like early stuff when he was like, yeah are you how old are you 29 okay yeah i'm 27 so i think we're both like a tiny bit younger than him mm-hmm. which is interesting because it's like uh, yeah we like kind of grew up as he was growing up yeah got to have that fun like childhood parasocial relationship with him yeah i think that's why so many of us liked inside too because it was oh i mean it was like like speaking of things that are like designed to like get an emotional reaction it's like (laughs) yeah they fucking we're all just like yeah we were kids and we're stuck inside Mm -hmm. and then he was a kid he was stuck inside and now we're all back stuck inside and he's old and we're old no. Yeah. Not to not to be so it was it was a very good special, not to like completely reduce it, but it was also just very like hard strings, like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Uh yeah, he definitely. And I thought it was cool that not only was it like a lot of it was funny, but there was some actually some pretty good like music that came from that too. Like Oh yeah. I mean he's like just like, what can you say? He's just like so fucking talented. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like so good, yeah true uh you also something you mentioned at the show the other day and talked about before is that you like you're a headline contributor right to click hole i am yeah and Um. i didn't know what that was until you mentioned it and i went and looked and is that like something that's based out of they're based out of chicago Chicago? Um, okay but they have contributors all over the u.s maybe globe i don't Mm -hmm. know and are you like, is that something where you're just constantly like mining for things uh, to? Not really. I have an opportunity every Thursday to like send in some headlines and they'll look at them and maybe buy one of them and run, like write an article for it and run it. Um, and I don't always like, I don't know, at certain points, I, I mean, I've been, I've been like on their roster of people who can submit for, I don't know, four or five years now. It's, yeah, because not like they don't. It's not an open. Like I had to apply a bunch of times just so that now I can like if I have ideas I can send. Yeah. Them. Um, but yeah. Okay. It's not super committal. I don't. Um, I don't send them in every week, but yeah, it's like a fun writing exercise sometimes. Nice. And like, how do you like? Where's I guess because I'm always trying to find like uh, a lot of like current stuff or like topics to have for this show to be able to, you know, in case like the guest doesn't really want to talk about themselves or something like that, you know, I have stuff to go to Uh and I am just curious like where or like how you kind of, what's your process, I guess, or what do you, if you're going to do something like that or write something topical, like where, where are places that you kind of go to first or is there like a certain, yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess my process usually when I'm writing headlines is like, I'll look at, Every week they send out, they'll send out an email that's like a few headlines that they're actually going to run, um, and then a bunch more that they're not going to run, but that they like liked. So it's like if you the the goal is to get one on, mm-hmm. but if you don't get one on, then the goal is to like get one on the short list, as they call it, which is just the list of headlines that were like runners up. And so it's that's a fun list just because it's like a bunch of funny comedy writers from all over and. It's just like a big list of jokes that get sent to your email. Mm-hmm. And so usually when I'm writing, I'll, I'll look at that list of jokes and kind of take note of like what style of headline 
is is popular, what like characters from the zeitgeist are like like they love they love their J.K. Rowling jokes. They love a good joke that's like J.K. Rowling deciding after the fact that something about the Harry Potter characters. Um, there's certain there's a variety of formulas that can kind of fit, and then there's also some that just are like sometimes sometimes they'll they like headlines that just refer to like mom just did this like as if the writer of the article and the reader are all part of the same family so it'll just refer to mom or dad or grandma i'm gonna try to explain something through that dynamic yeah it or just i think that the fun of it is just that there's like an article that's just about like dad ordering a goofy drink or something oh, i see okay that's cool though because i mean that gives you it sounds like you get a, a good starting place from there and you could also maybe see like a trend of like what is kind of where people are thinking or what's going on maybe so it gives you some sort of direction to start with yeah because uh, i yeah i mean some like at least lately the news has been pretty heavy you know because of like everything that's been going on and i've mm-hmm. been i feel like i've just like every time i go to look for for stuff or have things ready it's like man this is all pretty like gnarly you know i don't know it's just it's a yeah. good it's a good uh it is a good exercise too to look at that stuff and try to find some comedy uh in it because it's like there might be something that could right. be funny uh but usually it's just yeah usually it's like i don't i don't know about <laughs> i don't know about yeah. this uh <clears throat> is there like uh Is like do you, is there like because I I go to Twitter and I go to Reddit sometimes or I'll go to like there's like a couple news sites that I like to use. Um, is there like a particular like new like news website or anything that you, like you go to or you migrate towards or? Yeah, I mean Breitbart's always doing really good work. Um, <laughs> just no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, not really. I probably should. There's like. Mostly just go on Twitter, Instagram and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to like. It's so hit and miss. I guess I'll get I'll get alerts from fucking like Apple News, but then it'll just be like about like swimsuits. Do you ever get those? It's like an alert from Apple News, and then it's just like <laughs> yeah. you think like, oh shit, did like did Biden fucking croak? And then it's just like. Here's three guacamole recipes for the summer. Yeah. It's like okay, well, click to yeah, click to like download or yeah. I I get the uh, I'll be scrolling through like Facebook or Instagram and then I'll get the ad that's like uh, invest today or like and it's it's like this person that you know like it's like person on a, it's always like a guy uh, with like a business phone in front of him and then he has the. He's either holding the phone or he's got the headset, and it's like, we need you to come now, invest. I'm like, what do they want you to invest in? Like crypto? Uh, yeah, mostly crypto, and like, uh, or or it'll be, I'll see like a, like a, it's like a webinar for like, like it's like hu- like the hustle mentality webinars, you know, like those oh, are yes. those are great, like. <laughs> 
Have you have you taken a dive into that? No, world? but I think it's I I think what I do to myself is I I just I get when I'm stoned I just think that stuff is funny to just like sit I like kind of oh, I like funny, to make yeah. fun of it to myself while I'm sitting there like laughing like this is so stupid but I'll click through so much of that bullshit that I think is funny. That I, my algorithm is just like that. Eventually, you have. <laughs> yeah, it's like eventually I'm gonna be like, dude, you can't stop. Yeah, every day is to grind. Like, I gotta wake up at four a.m. <laughs> but just to like watch more hustle videos. Oh, dude, I'm waking up at four a.m. Just like fill. Yeah, I'm filling out my journal for the day, dude. I'm working out. I'm fucking. Uh, I'm. Like, have you seen those? Have you seen those? There's some of those videos on TikTok that I think are interesting where it's like in law, like the law school. I watched this one where this guy's like, I'm in law school my second year. And he like wakes up, does a whole bunch of shit before nine, goes to class. And then like, I thought it was so funny. He's like, every day we, me and my, uh, every day me and my partner, we pick a law and we debate it for two hours. And it's just like these two dudes in suits and like this empty classroom and this TikTok video. And I'm like, that's, there's no way that you do that every single day. Like, there's no way that you guys just show, like, can you imagine just, like, you and your homie, like, all right, dude, today we're going to, like. I love the idea that one of the guys is just, like, like, heads I win, tails you losing the other guy into, like, arguing in favor of bestiality every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, well, looks like you got pro, you're pro bestiality again. So, uh, let's hear your, you want to go first? Let's hear your argument. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. Um, it is crazy how like, but it's also like this guy's saying like, yeah, like I spent so much time like focusing on law, studying law, and it's like, well, okay, sure, but one thing you're not th- that we can figure out from context clues that you're not expressly saying is that you also spend a lot of time making TikToks about like Dude, going to law that's school. A good, you know what I mean? That's a good point about so many content creators that some do embrace it and like, and it seems like that the there's not like when you can tell when there's like a shit ton of effort put into like a, a video you know and it's like they're yeah all like it's it's like really what you're doing is just capturing everything you're doing and then like highlighting it it's like <laughs> and at the end of the day it's well, my, like how much of that is what you're actually like you, like you said like right. how much of that is what you're actually doing like percentage wise my friend Sarah, who she does the she did the art for my podcasts. She's a very talented artist, Sarah Day Arts on online and stuff. But she either tweeted this or retweeted something about how like artists like it's art is already enough that artists are like like not only are artists expected to do their art and like go into their studio and like commit to their practice, but then they're also expected to have a whole like world um or like a whole presence on like tiktok or instagram like of them showing off like this is my art space this is where i do this this is where i do that and so it's just like a whole nother thing that's like expected of them Mm -hmm. now which i don't know i guess the same is true for any field you're in and the fact it's just a mat like i'm thinking about comedy and how it's like it makes sense that we it's just it's so oversaturated that it's like yeah you have to not only like go on stage but like you have to or you don't have to but like what a lot of people are doing now is like making you know making little videos of themselves making podcasts making little videos of that like just yeah like churning shit out mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like a like a you have like that fear of missing out kind of in a way where it's you see how much everyone else is doing 
to, you know, push it to like, every, like posting every day something, you know, and you're like, if you feel, I feel like sometimes if I don't get anything out in a day online or something, it's like, well, I kind of, I didn't do anything for that. Yeah, you feel your start, stuff start to fade from reality. It's weird. It's like a... Back to the future. It's yeah. like, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't like tweet anything. I didn't like post anything on Instagram. I didn't... But I guess it's also like in defense of comedians or artists or whatever, like there it kind of, it makes a little more sense to like, like do stand up. Like there's a kind of a clear line from like, okay, I do I'm doing stand up. I'm going to take a video of my stand up and put little videos online versus what's weird is for someone's grandma to be like, so how's law school going? He's like, dude, so good. We have like 300,000 followers right now. Like, <laughs> like, what? like why is <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's weird to be like an, a law influencer. Uh, I mean, I, I guess think it was lawyers a, have always been law I think it was a bit. No, I think it might have been a bit like it. It's it just the law influencer. It seemed so. But I, here's the thing now is that the lie. But no, TikTok is full of any any human behavior. There's like someone influencing. Yeah. That's the, in that direction. That's the problem is that even if it is a bit sometimes, we don't know. Like for example, Will Smith, Chris Rock the other, you know, a few weeks ago. Like everybody laughed everybody wow. laughed when he did, shut up fuck shut the fuck up. Everybody <laughs> laughed when he slapped them, you know? Like in the crowd. I mean, cuz it was funny. Well, like, of course, but also, you know, like that's the overwhelming opinion is it was a bit that seemed like a bit at first, you know, like, and I think, sure, I think that, that, that like the lines sometimes, like, especially on TikTok, I, I notice like if, if I'm not like paying enough attention, I could get, you know, like be like looped into thinking that it's legit instead of thinking, and you go into the comments, people are just the people that get hooked and they like triggered and they just, that's all the hate. You're like, man, like you, I could see how if you don't, if you don't like, if you just, if that's all you do is just watch shit on there, like eventually you just like you can't. I don't know. It's like stuff is so, so much stuff is staged that people don't know is staged. I always think about that and like, right. like how that's affecting everything. Like uh, it's like all those videos of like the gold digger that hates on the guy and then he walks over to the Lambo and then she's like, wait, hold on, let me. You know, like all the shit that oh, all the yeah. shit that's like that. I don't, do you think that's ever happened for real? It probably. I mean, I'm assuming that that's statistically probably happened at least once. You know, like a. But it's also like, how spiteful do you have to be to like be like, what you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna um, put on my dirtiest pajamas and then I'm gonna go drive my Lamborghini, um, park it somewhere, I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> like how um, petty. Are you? <laughs> You're just going to look then, homeless and then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to stink like shit so bad and then walk into my Lamborghini and prank everybody because they're just going to be shocked that I'm so stinky and yeah. what a good prank that is on my part. <laughs> gotcha. I smell bad. I feel like that could happen in Santa Cruz in downtown. Maybe like somebody could definitely. Like park up the street and then just, I don't know. Maybe he you have to you have to drive up. You'd have to be like on the street yelling at somebody and acting acting crazy, and then they walk by, and then you run over, get in your car, and then you drive by and you roll the window down or something. That's like the only way yeah. that 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 you could like pull off that if it was a prank for real. I don't know. 
It even the, yeah, even then. it just kind of calls into a question what a prank is and who. Uh... That would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you do after? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Get out of my car now. Like, uh, <laughs> if some if a dude fucked with me and then pulled up on a Emmy in a Lambo and was like, "Do you want to go first? Like, I would never. Like, I don't. It would be enticing, but still, I don't know. Like, it would be like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Those videos are pretty weird. Well, there's other stuff like that. There's that. I've just seen like a dude. It's so much stuff is staged where he like throws stuff at people in the in the store. I don't know his name. But he's like this shorter guy. He'll like throw a pillow at somebody's head and then turn around in like an aisle of a grocery store, and uh, it all of them seem so. I don't know. It just. Dude, I I responded to this Craigslist ad once, um, where to for like TikTok, like some company. There's like three young Asian dudes who all lived in a house in Mountain View, mm-hmm. and they were starting a startup. It didn't make that much sense, but they were starting a startup, and they wanted me. They wanted someone to like make TikToks for them. Okay. And so they sent me these like five or six TikToks that they were that they liked that were like those weird prank TikToks. Um, that are clearly fake and they were like they were like we kind of want something like this and i was like okay like i'm brainstorming i'm going to try to come up with something similar but then i went in and they were like okay we know what we want to do and then they just kind of had me like recreate those videos with them (laughs) just the same like weird prank videos where like you open up a box it's like those things where it's like i have a present for you it's inside of this weird box and you open it up and like a fake spider comes out yeah and you're like ah and then later on, you're like, okay, I have a, I have a present for you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm not going to fall for that. And then there's money in there this time. And so I like kind of, it was very odd. I went, I worked for them once and never, never panned out. Um, that is interesting. I wonder how many of those kind of, there's got to be hundreds of, you know, dudes trying to do those stuff like that. Just going. Yeah. And, you know, I feel weird sometimes telling people that I go and try to be funny at open mics and do comedy. Can you imagine explaining uh-huh. to somebody that, like, oh, yeah, dude, we, like, the th- four of us, we go to, like, Walmart, and then uh, one of us stands in the aisle, and then somebody just comes up and, like, <laughs> throws a bunch of shit at him or, like, can they, like, fart right. in my face and then run away. It's like, and that's that's what yeah. we do. Like... <laughs> And we have like, yeah. <laughs> it's but, like, the, <laughs> but they're so successful. They have I know. Like millions of adoring fans. <laughs> yeah, we get like 3 million views a uh, video. And it's like, like, why am I, why am I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why am I at the Blue Lagoon? Like, what is, like, what? <laughs> right. Like, I should, <laughs> another, another crazy thing about TikTok is like, I don't know, I was, I was scrolling through it the other day and I saw some video that was some lady, it was like very meta because she was talking about TikTok mm-hmm. and she was like, the reason your videos are only getting like 100 views and then kind of tapping out there is because your sound is a certain way and like if, like if you do your sound a different way, you'll get 10K views, 100K views, like, and then she started talking about like, here's how I help my clients go from this many views to this many views and it's just this crazy thing where it's like, what are we even fucking doing here? Yeah. It like reminds me of yeah, like what's the point of, of getting more crypto views? Yeah. or like any any like financial asset when you're just like speculating on speculations where it's like 
at what point does this whole fucking thing come crashing down? Because none of this makes any sense. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, I'm, yeah, dude, imagine. Like, uh, it's just gone. TikTok? Like, all, like, social media. It's just, just, like, it would be, that'd be interesting to feel like, what, what like, people's. It would be like. People would, like. It'd be like what people thought Y2K was. But we're all so connected, it would just feel like, uh, for some people, it would be like, some people are so addicted to it, I feel like it would just be, like, earth-shattering. Yeah. It would be, like, existential. They would have, like... Yeah, they'd have to go outside and read a freaking book. It would be, yeah. I feel like it would cause a huge, like, um, like cultural, like, I don't know, some sort of... It would be awesome, probably. It'd be, it'd be super... We'd get a lot of cool shit out of it, a lot of cool, like, art and stuff, probably, that... Yeah, but people would just like people would just get right back to work and getting it back up again. That's the that's there would the be break. another yeah. Just how now like you know there's all these other alternative things popping up because of Twitter banning people and and things like that. Oh yeah, my friend Jordan, very funny comedian Jordan Fulis, uh signed me up for for a Truth Social. He made me an account. <laughs> uh. Just took a picture of me, slapped my name on it, put a little bio that just like, I love hearing the truth and I love telling the truth. I don't know if that's actually what it was, but that's me punching up <laughs> Jordan if you're listening. It's my new truth social bio. Please and thank you. There you go. Did you see that? Uh, did you see that Elon like, what well, he has, owns like nine percent of Twitter now? Yeah, I saw that. that. Interesting. Uh, I was reading some stuff that, I mean, who knows, but. I was reading something that was like saying that he's going to be kind of working to make it like it, like kind of counteract this truth social thing and like give those people back some or something is kind of what the, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's all seems, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty fruitless. It's like, again, it's, yeah, (laughs) it's speculation on speculation, you know? Right. Well, it's also, and I'm like not the first person to make this point. I've heard it on like a lot of podcasts even, but like the reason those truth social apps or those like conservative apps don't work is because those people are inherently reactionary. They need something to react to. They can't just like bounce off of each other because they need an antagonist. They all team up and then they're like, wait, like they have to look for somewhere to go to cause a, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, yeah. And Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. I, like, yeah, like I I was mentioning earlier, like I venture over into those things sometimes just to see what's going on. I haven't gone, I haven't been on or seen anything on Truth Social yet, but I imagine it's pretty interesting. Like I watched, one time I was just flipping through uh, stuff and I saw Newsmax. You ever watch Newsmax, dude? No, what's Newsmax? Dude, Newsmax is insane. I always like, couldn't believe it it was uh it's like this americans conservative news opinion web it's a like it's a website but it also had they also have like these clips and stuff and i was watching it and it was just so it felt so disconnected from it and it was it's just mine yeah again it's just mind-blowing to me sometimes like how is it like Infowars adjacent um i think it's more like it's more like fox news yeah it's like uh it's kind of like a, it's like, what's that other ne- network, AON or something? 
Uh, oh yeah. It's like that. Like it's, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just find it, I always, yeah, I just find it interesting to explore those things sometimes just to see what's going on over there. Like on the, <laughs> it's like, right. like I, like I, I, exploring both extremes to me is, is interesting. Cause it just, I always find it leaving me somewhere like looking at, looking at both ends, just kind of going like, I don't even know. Like I, I just always, I, yeah, I'm like, uh, this is, you guys both sound these are both making some pretty crazy statements. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to get high. That's pretty much where I get like, I'm like, I don't know, dude. Right. I, can't, I can't handle this. This is too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I feel like it's like a lot of the conversations that happen online are because we've all kind of seen that we can't, like we can't use politics to like affect material, material reality that much like there's not that much actual democracy there so all we can do is like attention argue about specific yeah it's just all performative because that's the only thing we can like affect that's the only way we can feel like we're real yeah um well dude uh thanks for Thanks for coming and recording today. I appreciate you uh, taking this time right now to do this. And also I wanted to, if you have any shows coming up or like, uh, you know, you mentioned you have a new episode you're recording tomorrow. Like where could. Yeah, that'll probably be, I mean, how long, when do you think this will be? Uh, This will probably be out on the, not this coming week, but the next week, I think. Okay. That's probably around when the, the juice for Jesus episode will come out. And we have a whole backlog of episodes. Podcast is called smite me. Um, and yeah, I'm heading to New York on in May. So if you're in New York and you want to see me do comedy, I'll be there in May nice. onward. So you can find me online. I'll post about those shows on Instagram, probably. So are you like, are you going there to visit or? Are you... No, I'm, I'm moving. Oh, you're there. moving there. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Damn. Yeah. So if you live in the Bay Area and you hear this, you probably have like two more weeks to see me. And then, oh shit, that's that's cool, dude. Like, uh, have you ever been over there before? Or, like, yeah, I lived there for six months, um, right before the pandemic. Okay, and then going, back. going back, nice. That's sick, dude. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I do you have, uh, are you, are you, do you, when's like your last show in the Bay Area? Then I probably, um, probably plug, I guess I could plug that before. Yeah, but. yeah, so at, on, let's see, on the 26th of April, I'll be at Taco's Oscar in Oakland, that's a Tuesday, and then on April 30th, which is a Saturday, I'm doing like a going away show um, in a friend's backyard in like Tiburon, the Marine area. Okay. So if you are in the East Bay or the North Bay, um, come check out one of those shows. Hell yeah, dude. Awesome. And like I said, yeah. All right. Thanks for thanks for doing this.
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.